Hello, PolyM fam, and welcome to Talk Your Poly Off, presented by ilovepoly.org. This is your podcast for ethically navigating your relationships, your community, and yourself for a healthier and happier lifestyle. This is Bella Doll. She is my sunshine full of giggles. And this is Joshua Monsuda, the logic to my emotion and the chaos to my order. So now you know us. Pull up a seat and let's talk our poly off. Hello, Polyam fam, and welcome to Talk Your Poly Off. I'm Monsada. And I'm Bella. How are you doing today, sweetheart? I'm good. How are you doing today? I'm riding high on life. I'm doing <laughs> great. Apparently, so January 8th was my birthday. Yes. Level up day. Yes. And you conspired <laughs> with some of our people to throw a surprise party for me. I did. Not on your birthday. It was the weekend after. Yeah. Right. Which just, was just this last weekend. Saturday. Yeah. Right. And it wasn't much of a surprise because you were going to need some help with some things that only I could help with. Right. <laughs> but some of the things that happened were indeed a surprise. Oh, it was so much fun. Yeah. It really... I have to say, I enjoy throwing a lot of theme parties and I enjoy... Doing crazy stuff, wacky events, that sort of thing. Never in a million years would I have thought to throw a party. Well, I mean, like, I've thought about throwing a party <laughs> like the one you threw me. But I didn't think it would be successful or that people would be willing to do it. Right. You step in and you, I don't know exactly who came up with the idea, but you conspired with a bunch of people to throw a, a surprise oil wrestling party. So let me, this is how, I, can, I, can I tell you like the I history? I would love to hear the history on this. On how it came about. So I created a private event on Facebook and I invited all our friends, people that I knew you'd want to be at your party and celebrate with. And it's rainy. We're in the Pacific Northwest. Our yard is very pine tree and dirt. So we've got a lot of mud. Right. And I was like, okay, I mean, it's January, so it's super rainy out. Pretty cold, though. Should but be snowing, but this should be weird. snowing, yeah. yeah. But, I mean, really, we could throw a tarp down and play in the mud and do some mud wrestling, right? That would yeah. be super easy, totally free, doesn't cost anything. And then that developed as I've got all my friends, all of our friends, together talking about what to do for you. And I throw this idea out there. Everyone's like, man, it's too cold. So then the mud wrestling evolved into, let's do chocolate pudding wrestling, and then people started complaining about the sugar on the vagina and how that wouldn't be good. And I was like, so I'll wear underwear. Like, I'm not inserting anything. It'll be fine. I'm going to shower right. off. No big deal. But then nobody wants to make that much pudding, right? And that's a pain in the butt. And then it's going to be sticky and gross. Uh, so then that, somebody said, I happen to have 100 ounces of peanut oil. We could do peanut or oil wrestling. And I was like, wait a minute. This would be perfect. So then we're like, man, how are we going to pull this off? It's okay. cold outside. So then there was a suggestion about a pool, and we got an inflatable pool, put it in the living room with towels everywhere and blankets everywhere, and ta-da! That's the idea of oil wrestling for your birthday. Well, it worked out really well. I was excited to have that happen and to be <laughs> a part of it. Yeah, I was, I was genuinely blown away. Oh, oh! And we had a friend donate a wrestling title belt. Right. To it. Right. 
And then we ended up making a ton of jello shots the morning of. Like 150 or something? Yeah. So we probably should be eating some through this episode. We should. We should be. Don't pause that. I'll go get them. Okay. Hold on. (laughs) Okay. We're back. Here, you can take some of these. Oh, no. That's a tower of jello shots. Yeah. Don't take them all. Some of these are No, I was trying to split them. Okay. So, pardon us while we eat, (laughs) while we talk. While we slurp while we talk. Yeah. Oh, and I should have grabbed those stick things. The little... Oh, that's okay. We got zip ties. Oh, right. that'll work. <laughs> anyway. <laughs> so, yeah, we did the jello shots, and then we needed to get the ingredients for the jello shots, and a lot of this was happening last minute. Yeah. Well, and again, I, I wanted to surprise him, but I couldn't... It couldn't be a full-blown surprise party, because I needed his help. I couldn't be sitting in the kitchen making jello shots for no reason, and I can't set up an inflatable pool in our living room without being like, this is totally normal. It's fine. You don't see these pools. <laughs> right. Well, and when the Amazon package for the pool showed up, that alone, I would have been like, what's in the box? What's in the box? <laughs> what's in the box? What's in the box? So, so I recruited him. He, he had to know a little bit of what was going on. There are some things I was not aware of. Right. Now, we were going to make the jello shots because K-Fug and you were going to make them and then you forgot. Yeah, surprise, surprise, I've been sick again. Yeah. It's been a horrible sick season for me, so I'm just fighting off a head cold again. So I'm all sniffly and whatnot. And uh, so the night before, K-Fug and I had our date and we watched Abominable and we just hung out on the couch watching TV and went out to sushi and stuff. But I just, I, my brain completely forgot about jello shots because I wasn't feeling well. Right. And I woke up the next morning and I was like, ah, oh, fuck! <laughs> but that's jello okay shots. because we got up early enough. We crossed the Washington, Oregon border to grab the booze. Yep. And then we, we were coming back. We needed the shot cups. And so we had to go to a store locally that sells bulk items. And while we were there, we're like, oh, we should have a nacho bar. <laughs> It was dangerous walking through the store because we were like, we need all these things. So we just started like what was originally going to be a a moderately cheap to free event. (laughs) We're we're buying bottles of bottles of booze. (laughs) Next thing you know, we've got giant tubs of cheese and chili and salsa. Jalapenos. We got the biggest jar of jalapenos. (laughs) And I don't know that they were really used much. We put like... A handful of jalapenos in a bowl, and I think people ate five. Like <laughs> right. except for me at the end of the night, after I was pretty drunk and needed nachos, and I put so many jalapenos. I think he had a little bit of cheese with his jalapeno. <laughs> yeah, it was good. At any rate, then we get it all done, and we do some setting up, getting the house ready and cleaning up. Yeah, the bottoms are sticky. I got a little sloppy when I was. Yeah, what is the TP on the orange Jello shot? Tropical punch. Okay. Wait. On orange? Orange. Yeah, TP is tropical punch, not toilet paper. Yeah. <laughs> Everyone was very confused by your labeling of the jello shots. I didn't care as long as I know what it was. Well, it because fun. everywhere else, like RPC uh-huh. is raspberry, pineapple, coconut. Close. Well, I mean, yeah, it's raspberry pina colada. Pina colada. But then the C, and the C stood for coconut on a lot of things. Like RC was raspberry coconut. Yeah. But then C also stood for creamsicle on the orange and whipped. Right. So people were like, C doesn't stand for the same thing across three different things. <laughs> well, it, two out of three, yeah. Right. 
but I don't care what they were thinking as long as I had it figured out. <laughs> as long out. as you knew what they were. Right. That way, if I liked a special flavor, I'd know yeah. what initials to look for. Oh, so back to the store, right? Yeah. So we're looking for everything and we get caught up in the store. We need your help, listeners. Monsida here um, has changed. He's cutting out carbonated drinks. You know, we're on a we're on a health journey as we sit here slurping down jello shots. Right. And he's cutting out carbonation, but that kind of kills a lot of his favorite drinks. Like he would make spider bites with Red Bull, which is carbonated, and um, tarantula tequila. Or he would do like whiskey and Coke kind of a thing. But without the carbonation, he's struggling to find a drink he really loves. So what are your suggestions for drinks that don't involve carbonation? Right. Email us, message us, find us somewhere and tell us your suggestions. Right, yeah. I should have brought more jello shots in here. You can I'm have some No, you can have mine. some of mine. Okay. I'm still sipping on my German chocolate coffee over here. Okay. So we get all this stuff and we bring it back. And this whole time I'm thinking, I don't think that this oil wrestling thing's gonna work. I don't think anyone's gonna want to do it. Everyone's gonna be afraid to do it. And the pool's kinda small. You can really only fit a couple people in there because our room is kinda small. Right. So I I was I was kinda nervous, you know, and then the idea that everyone loves sex. <laughs> Everyone loves sexy things. Everyone likes watching sexy things. Right. But a lot of people don't want to participate, even if it's not sex related. Like, for me, the oil wrestling doesn't necessarily have to turn into an orgy if it doesn't <laughs> want to. And it doesn't even have to be sexual in nature. Mm -hmm. But nudity provokes thoughts of sex mm -hmm. in most people. Well, and then add the slippery, shiny oil to it. Yeah, that provokes the thought of sex in me. <laughs> <laughs> it was a good time but i know i'm not alone so i didn't think anyone was gonna do it and i'm like this sounds great in theory but i i just feel like this is gonna fall flat on its face <laughs> but it didn't a couple very adventurous people started the night off excitedly and before i could even get the disclaimer out that you can wear as little or as much clothing as you want i already had two or three naked people in front of me <laughs> And I'm thinking, this must be my birthday. <laughs> and holy shit, it was. <laughs> it was so fun. Yeah, oh my gosh. It was a great time. We had a few matches. I was challenged by a dear friend of mine. We'll call her Bam Bam. She said she would destroy me. She was wrong. So yeah, so we had three volunteers off the bat. And then I jumped in because I was like, okay, well, four people, right? You can right. wrestle in pairs and whatnot. And, uh, oh my gosh. And so I went first with my partner there. Right. That it was, was Bam Bam. Yes, that was Bam Bam. And that was so much fun. I love her to death. She's amazing. And she's a gentle, submissive little type like myself. And we were the first two in. So you had to, like, drench us in the oil. Right. It was the opening ceremony. Right. Oh my gosh. Speaking of the fucking oil. So we had 100 ounces donated to us um, by a friend of ours. And then while we were walking around this giant bulk store, just in case we were going to run out of oil, we bought a ton more oil. Like it was like to pour into a fryer at McDonald's size, like giant oil. Yeah. Um, so we had it off to the side just in case, but we had plenty. We didn't even have to crack open that container. Right. So Bam Bam and I are sitting in this little two-person pool, naked, excited, 
opening ceremonies and he literally two-handed like double fist dumps out i don't know why i'm making motions no one can see my hands i can see it it's beautiful but he dumps out the oil on us and we're rubbing it in and it's all sexy and sensual and it feels so weird to sit in a pool and like the oil's going down your butt crack and like the boobs are slippery and then you're sitting in it just everything and it felt really weird and then you're scooching along and it makes really funny sounds kind of <laughs> like when you're stirring mac and cheese <laughs> if you know what i'm saying <laughs> <laughs> and then at one point there was a hole in the pool and it made really funny farty sounds it did and i was like i swear i'm not farting you guys <laughs> But yeah. Was it a good feeling or a bad feeling? No, it was good. It felt really good. It was definitely weird. Like, especially when we got out and took turns with other people. Uh So we'd get out and we'd stand on the towels on the side, but we're still dripping in oil. And then, like, you shift your weight back and forth and your butt cheeks are rubbing against each other with the slipperiness. (laughs) It felt so weird. But it was so fun. It was pretty awesome. It was so much fun. And I, I I couldn't believe that it was as successful as it was. People were already talking about wanting to do it at their place. And and come back in the summertime, we'll probably do it again in the heat of the summer outside. It was not only a very successful one-night party, but it looks like there's a good chance that this will happen again. Well, and what's also cool, we were talking about it this morning, is the body positivity that came out of it. Oh, yeah. Like, so I'm not a small girl, right? Like, I've got some meat on me and some curves, and I've got a gut and a belly going on, but I'm pretty confident. Like, I don't... Sure, I was nervous and a little, like, oh, I don't know if I really want to take my clothes off in front of everybody, but you know what? I'm confident enough to be like, it's fine. These are all friends. We all love each other. I'm not trying to impress anybody. I'm just me. And so I did. I got in, and... Um, we all have things about our bodies that we don't love, but I have so much that I do. Oh, that's a lot of coconut. <laughs> so yeah, so I got in and now that it's all over with, so many girls, I say girls, ladies, women, I'm not offended by girls, so it doesn't bother me, which is why I end up saying it, have messaged me or posted after the fact and said, oh my gosh, you really inspired me. I think I want to do it next time. I'm going to be less shy and I want to do it or whatever. Yeah. And so that's really cool to see that... It inspired other people, and they saw how much fun we were having, and we weren't wrapped up in, oh, don't look at my belly, or whatever. Like, it was just fun. Body positivity is a very important thing. The more body positivity that we can have out there, the better off we're going to be, because whoever you are and whatever you look like, that's you, and that's something you should be proud of. Yeah. And own it. And honestly, it just makes for a happier life. Who wants to waste time constantly sad and upset and negative about... Like, change it if you want to change it. Don't if you don't want to. But enjoy who you are in in the body that you have. So, yes, it was so much fun. And I felt sexy. No matter what I looked like, I felt sexy. It was so cool. Yeah. And I screamed like a little bitch every time Bam Bam would, like, jump on top of me. <laughs> if you've ever tried to wrestle in oil, you can't. It's like trying to grab a hold of a fish or something if you've ever gone fishing. Like... It's so damn slippery. You can't, even if you're on top and you're like, yeah, I'm going to pin you down, you slide right off the person. (laughs) And then you're in a pool, and so you're slipping in the pool. You can't get a grip. Like, oh my gosh. So we're just sliding around. There was one point where she, like, 
touched my shoulder and I literally spun in a circle on my ass because it was just, okay, I guess I'm turning around now. <laughs> and then we had like a trail of towels on the ground to the bathroom where we kept the Dawn dish soap to cut through the grease. Right. right. So everyone went and showered off afterwards. Yeah. It was pretty good. And then my skin was really soft. It felt so nice. <laughs> I still have oily hair. Yeah, I showered again this morning. I've taken a few. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it's taken a little bit. Like, my hands are shiny. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. So at the end, Monsuda got in and with Bam Bam and I, and then he had a throwdown between with him and Bam Bam because she challenged him. Oh, she kept challenging me, so I'm like, okay, let's do this. <laughs> and we went five rounds, and I pinned her every round. Oh, it was such a workout, too. Yeah. Like, more than I was expecting. I just thought, you know, woo, we're going to be slippery and fun. It was actually, I was like, okay, time out. I need a breather. Where's my water break? So maybe that's what we need to do for fitness is... Oil wrestling? Oil wrestling and pole dancing. <laughs> I'm down for pole dancing. Me too. Yeah. Let's yeah, Let's amazing. install one. All right. This will lead into what we're talking about for this episode. <laughs> this directly relates to that. But before we get there... There's a couple of things that specifically I wanted to address, and I've kind of said this uh, to my people. The last couple of years have been a bit of a struggle for me, and I've I've had to deal with some internal and external demons, I guess, for lack of a better word. And in the course of all this happening, I've I've become more reclusive and more introverted and kind of withdrawn. Yeah. And I felt like a burden or invisible or depending on the scenario. And, and it's been a bit rough. And one of the things that you did surprise me with, Bella, that, that really spoke to that personal side of me was, so I just turned 44 and you orchestrated this jar called 44 Reasons Why We Love You. Mm-hmm. And a bunch of friends got together and gave a reason or two or three on why they love me. Yeah. A lot of these were collected into this jar. Well, and I did it online. So there were a handful of people who couldn't make it to the party that they could still contribute why they love you too. Right. And so there were 44 reasons in the jar on why I was loved by other people. Mm -hmm. And that was probably one of the most profound heartfelt things I've experienced in a while because as I've struggled with all of my personal issues trying to get out of the tough spots but often feeling like I'm just fighting this fight alone I guess and then to have this outpouring of reasons why someone thinks fondly of me and why I'm a value in their life I guess and that that really spun a lot of things around in my head and gave me a lot of perspective on life. Yeah. And where I am and where I've come from and where I plan on going. So I just wanted to give a shout out to everybody who put some thoughts in that jar and everyone who might have wanted to put thoughts in that jar. Right. That was a super big deal and that that hit me right in that thing that pushes blood around my body. <laughs> in the feels. Yeah. So I knew it would. I knew you it had was been pretty cool. you had been struggling a little bit, um, yeah. and we talked about like an invisible feeling, and I think that comes up actually a lot in polyamory. Right. Um, people starting to feel invisible or um, not good enough or second rate or any of that. 
Well, mine wasn't even polyamory based. Yeah. I, I get where you're going, but mine wasn't even polyamory based. Right, right. But yeah. So, you know, I just, I wanted to do something that would make you feel special because you are. And I knew you'd love the oil wrestling in a party, and we have a lot of parties, so that's not really special. I knew the oil wrestling would be like a sexy, fun time, but it wasn't going to be this special, heartfelt moment. Yeah. And so when I saw something and it reminded me of this idea, I was like, oh, he's going to cry. This is good. <laughs> he's going to love these, like in a good way. <laughs> it did hit me where those feels hit you. Yeah. Yeah. So I was really happy about it, and I'm super grateful that everyone contributed what they did. Yeah. And I started reading them and writing them on paper and stuff, and I was like, oh, this is so good. And I mean, people see you. Yeah. You know? You put up you put up a little bit of a wall sometimes, but people see you. Are you kidding me? I got a fortress by now. <laughs> but I'm I, taking that down. I because... think you think there's a fortress, but people have little holes. Like, they push a brick out. Here and there, and they peek through your little wall. I know, and repairing that shit is expensive, <laughs> and it takes a lot of work. No, I I feel like it's time for me to let a lot of that go. And that jar of 44 things was just a good way of saying, yeah, it is. It's time to reopen, time to get back to who you love being, and let's do this. Yeah. So I'm ready to do this, and 2020 is going to be... A direction I want to go rather than where I feel like I have to go right and that's that's exciting so yeah party was a success another another level up birthday year yeah and that brings us to our discussion point today yeah surprising a partner in a special event <laughs> how does that work in polyamory and what about when you're nesting together <laughs> right so in polyamory, you're not any longer just partnering with one person. So you don't have the benefit a monogamous couple might have. If you and I were monogamous and I wanted to throw you a surprise party, that would be pretty easy to do. Yeah. I just get a hold of our friends and our family and say, hey, it's a surprise. Don't worry about this and don't say that. And then we all come together for one big surprise party. However, in polyamory, there are complications involved. <laughs> when you have more than one partner, there are certain aspects where maybe one partner really wants to organize it and another partner really wants to organize it. Right. What happens if, like, I started planning your birthday mm -hmm. and then your other partner was already planning something and we didn't think to talk to each other? Right. Until it was halfway too late, and then we realized we're both planning for the same day or the same <laughs> time. And then, you know, and chances are, the only reason one of us found out is because someone was invited to both, and they're like, hey, how is this going to work? <laughs> if you have if you have a full-on kitchen table poly where everyone's pretty much on the same page, that could be a lot easier. Like if you're in a closed quad or a closed triad or something of that sort. Or even if you're really close to your meta. Right. You know, like you and K-Fug communicate pretty well, and I don't actually see that happening in our situation specifically, only because you guys are so close. Right. But what does happen if you have two partners that are both really into 
planning your surprise party. Right. So why don't you talk to me about that scenario? Trying to plan when two partners are trying to plan. Right, when you have two or more partners fighting to be the organizer. I mean, I've experienced this before with my ex-girlfriend when I was living with her and her husband. Mm -hmm. Me and her husband would try and plan things. And I mean, we were close. We were all living together. But it was definitely almost a power struggle. Not even for power so much as, like, I really want to do this for her. No, I really want to do this for her. How are we going to make this work? And so in the past, I've had to do it where we pick different days. Uh You know, on her birthday, she got to pick what she wanted to do. We could both plan our events on different days around her birthday. So no one felt the other was winning by getting her actual birthday kind of a thing. Uh Uh-huh. That was on that person. That was on the, the person whose birthday it was to decide what they want to do on their birthday. Okay. So maybe my event would be the weekend before and his would be the weekend after or something like that. That's actually a pretty good way of doing it. Yeah. Or we would talk about like, okay, well, can we split her day? Like there was one year she really wanted to go to the Renaissance Fair. And so we did a big family thing at the Renaissance Fair and we came together on that. And then there were other times where in the morning there was like a breakfast shindig and then there was like um, an afternoon movie date. And so we'd split the day. So it always just kind of depended on what we wanted to do, whether it was choosing different days, whether it was splitting the day, or deciding to just spend it all together poly family style. That's how I've experienced it as far as being the planner. I've also experienced it where it was my birthday and you and her were both trying to plan things. How did that go? go? I wouldn't go that far. I mean... (laughs) (laughs) Your old partner, the first year I was with you, you were still with her. And I wanted to plan all this big stuff around what I felt like you wanted. And when I tried to get involved with her, say, hey, I want to do some stuff for Bella. Do you want to plan this stuff together? And she's like, I don't know. What do you got? And I told her kind of what I was thinking. And she's like, that's cool. But I was thinking of doing this or this. And I was like, well, that's not really what Bella wants. She's like, yeah, but it would work better for my family and stuff. So so it didn't work out well. Right. Right? And I guess planning for you with other partners, I haven't had to experience too much of that. And what I did experience wasn't that great. Yeah. Because it felt like that partner was already checked out by that time. Little did I know that that was actually the case. Right. So... I've always just kind of planned your stuff on my own because I didn't have to worry about it. Now this upcoming summer, it's going to be a little bit different. But like you said, your other partner and I, we get along pretty well and we team up pretty well. Yeah. Well, and I'm a bit bossy and controlling. (laughs) Try to be, yeah. (laughs) But neither of my partners are much in the way of planners. Like, you did excellent at my birthday, what, two years ago? With the beach trip? I did. It was so amazing. We had a whole weekend beach trip that he had planned out. It was fantastic. Oh, but I'm not much of a planner. (laughs) In general. (laughs) You can do amazing things when you put your mind to it. I do amazing things all the time. (laughs) That's why I don't need to plan most of it, because it just fucking happens. It's just amazing. (laughs) (laughs) So that was a great planned weekend. Like, that was fantastic. And it was all surprise. I knew we were going away for the weekend to the coast, but I didn't know anything that was happening. Right. 
and that was so much fun. This year, I've already put it out there. I want to do a poly group camping trip for my birthday at this specific campground. So I tend to just take charge, and sometimes that ruins it for you because you want to surprise me. A lot of times it does, yes. (laughs) And I have a bad, I've been trained in some bad habits because I have some exes that didn't plan at all. And so if I didn't take charge to do it, nothing ever happened. And then I was always let down because I had expectations in my head of something. So I learned over, I don't know, 20 years or so to just plan my own stuff. Nothing bad about it. I just, I have to plan my own stuff. Well, that's a matter of perspective because I think there is something bad about it. It takes away my ability to plan a surprise for you. Right, right. But I can still do it if I really want to. Like, you've been talking about a camping birthday trip for about a year and a half now. So obviously that's what you want. I'm totally down with making that happen. Yeah. If it's a scenario where you want to do a certain thing and I might be planning a surprise for you anyway, well, I guess you're just going to get two things. (laughs) And you won't know about my surprise until it happens. Yeah. Now, I have had the unfortunate experience of having more than one partner where the partners didn't necessarily get along and it was kind of a competition. Right. And so I have had to see a bit of rivalry in what's supposed to be a celebration of me. Now there's this tug of war on who gets to do the better thing. And that doesn't really work out so well. Right. Or even, not even the better thing like the event, but even something small like, oh, you're drunk and I want to take care of you. Oh, like during the party. During the party, trying to take care of you. Right. You know, here, drink water. No, let me give you, you know, like, becomes a competition there, even just in taking care of you at the party. Right, right. And that starts making everything feel awkward. So for those out there that are listening, if, if you're feeling like... I guess this is going to be one of my tangents, but if you're feeling like you need to provide more, you need to do more, you need to be there more or whatever, because you feel like you're not being seen enough or you feel like you're not being appreciated enough, don't try to plan these surprise parties for your partner with those feelings in mind. What you need to do is you need to separate the two and you need to take these feelings you have to your partner and have some discussions and try to create some resolution there so that anything that you're working on with a partner to try to take care of or plan for or anything like that doesn't come from a place of insecurity or doubt. It comes from a place of genuinely wanting to celebrate your partner and make them happy. It could be that you're struggling with watching your partner go through NRE or you're struggling with watching a relationship grow in a direction that you weren't expecting it to and occasionally feeling left behind or something of the sort. If you don't communicate some of these feelings with your partner, and then you continue to try to operate without communicating, then these are going to be your motivations. And these motivations are damaging. Yeah. And and they will end up causing awkwardness, turmoil, maybe even... A destruction of a relationship. Right. And I would hate for anyone to have to go through that. So please, when you're thinking about planning or when you're thinking about moving forward in life in general, talk to your partners about anything you're feeling and try to find resolutions because you don't want to try to make decisions with doubt-based thoughts. 
Well, I think a lot of that too goes back to even our ego episode where when you're planning something for a partner, put your ego aside Yeah. and put yourself in their shoes. This is about them. This is their special day. One day a year that's for them. Right. You know, it's not, it's not a holiday that's celebrating all your love for all your partners or a holiday that celebrates all your family. This is legit their day. So, I mean, our, if you wanted to go back to episode 31, that's our episode on ego. It's not an easy thing to do, but I think in a, especially a surprise birthday type situation, putting your ego aside can really help make it special for the shared partner. Right, for sure. And the reason, like, this conversation is kind of, because we've, we've addressed holidays. Yeah. And, you know, things like that. But this is the one day a year, unless you're me, then you get two days a year. <laughs> This is the one day a year where you are the center of focus. It's not Christmas, so everyone celebrates. It's not Valentine's, so you're not focusing on your partners. This is the one day a year where it's the you show. And that's the day of the year where, in my opinion, mm -hmm. now I love celebrating birthdays and I love celebrating the self because if we can't love ourselves, then who the fuck are we trying to love? Right. Anyway. It's the one day a year you get to celebrate you without shame, without doubt, without worry. This is your day. Whatever day it is, it's yeah. your day. And your partners, hopefully, would come together and understand that same thing. And if there is butting of heads or rivalry or whatever complications that are in the way, that those can be laid to rest for one day, mm -hmm. have a truce, have a peace, so that that one day, that special you day, isn't ruined by awkwardness or fighting or just hurt feelings. Right. And, and it's tough. It's so tough. I'm not saying, oh, do this. I'd never have a problem with this. I've gone through a lot of this type of thing. So I understand how tough it is. But this is one day a year, you know? And it's special. So, okay, so what are some of your tips if people want to plan a surprise, like for a nesting partner? Well, and that's another thing, too, right? I think that if we're talking about planning parties or surprises for something like that, it goes back to what you were saying when you were with your girlfriend and her husband. The way that you three had it worked out, I think was probably a really ideal thing, is that on the day of, that partner gets whatever they want, as long as everyone's consenting and it's all right. within reason. And then if the other people want to plan something special... Then they choose a nearby day, like a satellite day. Yeah. And if if they want to do a big old surprise party and the partners can work together, then that's up to the partners to decide when. Yeah. But I would think that for for that person's birthday, that they they would have the opportunity to choose what they wanted. Right. I mean, and that could be something as simple as I want to go have breakfast with this partner and then I want to have lunch with this partner and I want to have a party tonight right kind of a thing or I just want to have a big polycule family day where we game all day all together right well and then for my actual birthday for the 8th mm -hmm. I said I wanted to go to one of my favorite uh, hibachi grill steakhouses yeah and I want a table of my loved ones around me yeah and I didn't say much else beyond that I gave that information to you, mm -hmm. and you worked to make it happen. You knew, you know, pretty much who I'd want and who I wouldn't. I guess there's not really anyone I wouldn't want there, because yeah. <laughs> I love everybody. 
but I knew you'd want your kids there. Uh-huh. You'd want family and friends. Right. So I reached out and got together as much as I could last minute. Right. Made a quick reservation and we made it happen. Right. And that's, and that's, I got what I wanted. I got to go to my hibachi grill. I got to get sake drunk. Oh my gosh. So funny. <laughs> and I got to be around people and feel that feeling of unity. Yeah. And then I generally like having a big party on the weekend before or after, usually after. But if you wanted to do something special with just you and I, that's up to you to make that. And then that's up to you to plan that and then to hit me up with it. Well, there was something special that I wanted to do and I couldn't pull it off. It was just going to be too expensive and I couldn't pull it off. So I got the help of a friend, Uh a joint friend. What are you saying? Uh Uh-oh. You know what it was. So on your birthday, I had this friend who volunteered, and she went and got some cookies and flowers. Oh, that. Yeah, yeah. And brought it to you and surprised you at work. Right. So that was a legit surprise that you didn't know was coming. Mm -hmm. And yeah, it's something that I wanted to be able to do, but I couldn't, and I still wanted you to have this experience. So when she volunteered, it was perfect. And so that was a small little thing from me to you and with her help. Right. But if you wanted to plan, like, an event. Yeah. That would be for you to do. If another partner of mine wanted to plan an event, that would be for that person to do. Right. So I guess that would be the best tip, is to run the scenario like that. Yeah. Yeah. Do you I, have a tip? No, I think that's a really good one. I um, Communication. I mean, of course, we talk about it all the time, but you can't do something for your partner without knowing what they want, you know? If you plan oil wrestling and they're like, dude, I'm allergic to oil. (laughs) Like, that's not going to work. Like, you should know your partner. Yeah. And then know what they would want. You know, maybe they're super introverted and they don't want a big party. And then you plan a big surprise party and they've got PTSD and don't like surprises. This whole thing is a mess. I actually made that mistake once. Yeah. I wasn't reading my partner properly. My partner was in a point where she wasn't fully communicating with me either but I wasn't reading her properly she was out of town for a week and she was going to come back the night of her birthday and so I threw this big old party for her invited a whole bunch of people that's not what she wanted she wanted just something quiet and quaint and and she came home to a giant house full of people and a lot of music and it kind of backfired so yeah, pay attention to your partner. Right. And communicate. I mean, that was there were two points of error there. Communicate, communicate, communicate. And listen, watch, pay attention. Right. So those are those are great tips. Yeah. There's one other aspect of the dating and planning for surprises mm-hmm. that I wanted to address. Mm-hmm. There are some polyamorous relationships that are DADT, which mm-hmm. is don't ask don't tell. Or there's silos, or basically, not all your partners are on the same page. Maybe your partners don't all talk to each other, and maybe certain partners don't get along with each other. Right. So that's another added convolution when it comes to planning a birthday party. Say you wanted to plan, let, let me just turn this around because I've yeah. been talking about my birthday a lot. Say I wanted to plan a birthday party for you, and you've got four partners, mm-hmm. and there's two of them. One I don't really get along with well, and the other one I just want to punch in the face every time <laughs> I see this person. And it's a mutual feeling. Right. 
if I can't organize with each of my metas, because maybe I have metas that don't want to talk to me. Right, or for whatever reason. Or maybe they don't feel comfortable talking to any of your other partners. Mm-hmm. How are you going to organize a party or organize a surprise or an event if you can't even talk to another meta to get that person on board? Like, there are people in relationships where... This person says, well, my partner can date. I just don't ever want to hear about it, and I don't want to talk to these people. Right. Well, how does that work when it comes to a special birthday time? So I would say, in that situation, like, the go-to is, you're dating me, you're not dating my other partners, Mm -hmm. right? So you check with me, and if you're going to plan a surprise, maybe you're like, hey, I want to send you to the nail salon with your girlfriend for your birthday, because you're trying to get me out of the house, right? So you can be my surprise. Are you free this day? And I say, oh, yeah, I'm looking at my calendar. I don't have dates with any of my other partners. I'm totally free. So you're like, okay, great. Pencil in. I'm going to send you out for the nail salon. Now, when the other partners are like, hey, are you free? Oh, no, I have plans for this. It's not your job to have to communicate with them. Your job to see if your partner's free and available. Make your plans. Let them know that, you know, hey, I'd like to block out this day or this time with you. And then run from there throw okay. your party do your thing make your plans it's on the the hinge so to speak right to communicate with my other partners hey i'm not free that day for those that are new or not familiar with polyamorous terms the hinge is the central point of connection right so if you have four partners none of them are dating each other they're all just dating you right you're the hinge that with four connects spokes. each other. right So anyway, go ahead. Yeah. So, I mean, in that situation where the metas don't communicate, as long as you're communicating with your partner that you want to make plans on a certain day, then that's all you can do. You know, you've done your job by being open about what you're planning and doing as much as you can without ruining a surprise. Right. That's 100%. And I get that. But what about when, let's say it falls on your birthday Mm -hmm. and there's that one siloed partner who doesn't communicate with any of the other partners now they can't do anything with you and then they feel further pushed out of your life like how does that work you can't take that on you know you can't take on that guilt of that you can try to reach out to that partner but if they're just not having it then that's not on you so yeah i mean so i guess and that's the hard thing is like i try to be very considerate of any of my metas and with you because your time is yours right it's not for me to dictate and I try to be considerate of metas when I want to do something extraordinary or out of the norm for you. I want to make sure that you have the right to, you know, they have the right to be yeah. included. So if they want to, they can. And I, I personally haven't really been in a situation where one partner siloed off and I don't get the opportunity it's to deal with fun. it. It's not fun. I guess it's really tough to have to let go of that perceived responsibility that it's your job to make sure your metas are all considered. Right. And accept and understand that it's up to the partner to make sure the other partners are aware of time availabilities and plans. And really all you can do, depending on how siloed they are, like, do you even have their phone number to text them? Can you shoot them a Facebook message? Right. You can always reach out and try. And see what their response is. And if you gave it a shot and invited them to something, 
That's all you can do. If you guys hate each other's guts and there is no communication, then yeah, you just have to worry about your partner. Right. That's it. And that's that's really tough to do, especially if you feel compassion towards people, you know, in general or mm-hmm. specific people for certain circumstances. You want to try to make sure that everyone gets what they need, but it is a tough thing to have to admit that you're not always going to be able to be the person to do that. Right. So I get that. I think that's cool. Leave it up to your partner to make sure that they're being responsible of their availability. Yeah. So, I mean, the biggest, the biggest takeaway I'd say is obviously getting to know your partner well enough to know what they'd like and what they'd want. Mm-hmm. Communicate with metas that are open to it. You know, be open, flexible in your scheduling of what days. And remember that a partner's birthday is about them, not what you want. Right. And really... That's a lot of jello shots. <laughs> yeah, you had, what, three? I had three jello shots. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven. Eleven, in like an hour of recording. <laughs> yeah. They're good. Yeah. I think that my takeaway is that I can do way more jello shots than you. Yeah, so, I mean, I know that. <laughs> we'll just blame it on me being sick again. Yeah, okay, sure. Whatever excuse you need. <laughs> no, but really, I mean... I guess my takeaway is simply that you can only be one person, no matter who's dating who and how many connections there are, you can only do what you can do. Yeah. And you can communicate that to your partner in the best way possible. Hey, if you're available on this day, I'd like to schedule time with you on that day and that sort of thing. It's direct, intentional communication. We've talked about that before and we're talking about it again. You don't have to spill the beans on the surprise. Mm-hmm. Just ask for that time. Ask for that space. And if that time doesn't work or that day doesn't work, ask what day would work. Right. Right. Say, I'd really like, Bella, I'd absolutely love a Saturday with you. If this Saturday doesn't work, is there a Friday maybe that works? Or next weekend? I just want some time really soon. Yeah. And then work that out. And then once you get that time locked in, then plan around that. Yep, definitely. A little tougher to do if you're planning months in advance. Yes. Which I would like to do. Are you available on (laughs) July 17th, 2023? Because I'd like to block out seven hours. Let me pencil you in. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) In pencil so I can erase it next year. Right. And really, I mean, ultimately, just remember that you're celebrating a person you love or you're being celebrated by people you love. Yep. Oh, one other thing is that just kind of as a side note, because I don't know, we have mentioned something in passing, but like on my birthday mm-hmm. or any special event where I'm the center of focus, I always would love to have all of my partners there. Right. For me... The one thing about polyamory that's a little difficult is separation of time. And sure, maybe not every night's going to be an orgy, (laughs) but a lot of time with the people I love is important to me. Right. And if I have four partners, let's say, and I want to do this special convention or I want them all there on my birthday, that's what I want. Yep. We don't all always have to be connected at the hip. But I'm here to share memories with people I love. And I'm always going to want to have those people right here in my arms. Yeah. Whether it's my physical arms or my emotional arms. So 
just try to love and be loved to the best of your ability and be open with your communication and just remember we're only here for a while make the best of it be like the birds be like the birds and on that note tune in on patreon if you are a member we will soon be uploading a, a bonus episode on a similar topic of sharing space when you're when you've got some at-home dates right and how do you do that in the shared communal space right with with living partners yeah so go on over to patreon.com slash i love polly and sign up over there for the bonus content right also you know what i'd really love from all of you for my birthday <laughs> is to hit the podcast platform of choice and maybe throw some great reviews up and some five star ratings five star ratings I don't expect any gifts, but if you were to give a gift, that would be a fantastic one. <laughs> <laughs> and we talked about what drink would be a good Yeah, chance. if you've got a drink suggestion, something non-carbonated with hard liquor. <laughs> no beer or wine. <laughs> or vodka. Yeah, or vodka. No vodka. And if you are living in or experienced situations similar to what we've talked mm -hmm. about, and you care to share any of your stories, you can email us, podcast at ilovepolly.org, or you can hit the posts that we've made on Facebook or Instagram or wherever you find us, and you can share discussion and stories there as well. We do read our DMs, so feel free to send us a DM. Right. We'll hit you up. So we look forward to talking with you some more about this. And until next week. See you later. Bye now. Thank you for talking your poly off with Bella. And Monsada. You can find our Facebook page in the links. Or by searching for I Love Polly and liking the page Polyamory Get Your Heart On. You can also find I Love Polly on Instagram and Twitter by searching I Love Polly Cares. If you want us to help you navigate to all of our online presence, check out the show notes or come on over to ilovepoly.org. We would love to hear from you. That's right. And you can get in touch with us by emailing podcast at ilovepoly.org. That's singular podcast, not plural. So until our next discussion, Polly and fam, live like there's no tomorrow, laugh until it hurts, and, and love, love without, without limits. limits.